Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Tuesday, September 26th. Sitz im Leben, the prisoner. Today's scripture reading is found in Philippians chapter 1, verses 1 through 11 from the New Living Translation, which reads, This letter is from Paul and Timothy, slaves of Christ Jesus. I am writing to all of God's holy people in Philippi who belong to Christ Jesus, including the church leaders and ministers. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make my requests for all of you with joy, for you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. So, it is right that I should feel as I do about all of you, for you have a special place in my heart. You share with me the special favor of God, both in my imprisonment and in defending and confirming the truth of the good news. God knows how much I love you and long for you with a tender compassion of Christ Jesus. This is God's Word. The single window opening into his bedroom was small and covered with oilcloth. Set high in the wall to afford a measure of privacy from the tenants across the way, it watched over the chamber within, a cycloptic eye staring from a masonry face. As windows goes, it had problems. Rain seeped through the cloth to collect in puddles on the sill and floor. When the wind blew sharply, or neighborhood children threw rocks, the cloth tore and needed replacement. In the cold, it turned the smoke of the stove back into the room, but retained none of the heat. For all of its shortcomings, the window did leak a little light and permitted a lonely man to eavesdrop on the noisy city outside. He considered the window a blessing from God. Morning was breaking. The first grays of dawn touched the window and crept into the room. Shapes began to emerge from the darkness, indistinct lumps resolving into furnishings and pots and scrolls. In the corner, a man knelt, swaying back and forth to some internal rhythm. He had stripped the blanket from the bed and wrapped it around himself for warmth. A shawl covered his head and shoulders. He mumbled softly, praying in Hebrew, rolling the familiar consonants around in his mouth before releasing them on their journey to God. The man paused and glanced up to note the coming light. The deep lines in his face, accentuated by the shadows, testified to a hard life. The cheeks were hollowed, the eyes sunken. In the morning gray, he looked used up. But seeing the daylight, he smiled. The unruly mass of wrinkles rearranged themselves into a look of simple pleasure. For a moment, the weariness receded and the joy of a new day animated his face. There was still life in the old man, a strength that could be summoned by an act of will or by the promise of dawn. 
These are the opening words of Tim Woodruff's book, A Distant Presence, which is his imaginative take on the narrative surrounding Paul's letter to the Philippians. Think The Chosen, only with Paul's life, or at least this one segment of it. I'll be drawing from this book a few times this week as we explore the Sitz in Leben of Philippians. Sitz in Leben being a phrase theologians use, German theologians in particular, that means life setting or situation. In other words, the narrative context. Every piece of correspondence has a narrative context that helps us to understand and process it and hopefully to keep us from misunderstanding or misusing it. There are several aspects to the Sitz in Leben of Philippians, beginning with that of its author, Paul. Our immediate impression might be that an ode to joy would be composed in, well, joyous, aka ideal circumstances, such as while chilling at a resort in Cancun. But like the original ode to joy, this one was not which is why I love this opening scene from the book. I keep seeing that cycloptic eye in the masonry face of a dirty tenement in Rome, that oil cloth swaying in the breeze. Paul's ode to joy was composed while in prolonged detention and inactivity, aka a debilitating paralysis of sorts. The apostle of the heart set free was hardly free at all trapped in a confining present with an immediate future as uncertain as that oil cloth flapping in the wind. As you process this letter to the Philippians over the next two months, keep putting yourself in that room and imagine a time in your own life when you were confined in such a dreary space with such depressing prospects as you ponder what your musings would have been in such a time and place. What would those social media posts have looked like? What ode would you have been composing? What song would you have been singing? So, as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, well, ponder, how about it? When in your life have you been confined in a rather dreary space with somewhat depressing prospects? What did your social media posts or journal entries look like? What ode did you compose? What song were you singing? Lord, speak to us through the pages of this ancient letter. Give me the ears to hear this ode to joy and eyes to see your hand in every unfolding circumstance. Teach me to sing this Philippian song. Teach me its rhythms. Teach me to do more than just sing it. Empower me to embody it. Through your mercies.